I'm here, I think. There we go. Do you like that scary recording voice? Now recording. <laughs> Better record. I don't think I've had a single guest. Right. Uh, a single guest on any of the shows, which is way too many. I do way too many shows now. But uh, not a single person has been like, oh, that's a that's a reassuring voice that I'm now excited to be here. Everyone's like, oh, my God, what just happened? Kind of reminds me of the Saw voice. Like, do you want to play a game? Like, it's very, <laughs> it's, it's very much along those lines. I'm like, do you want to record a podcast? Are you excited for this? It's it's weirder. Like for you, uh, I'll introduce you here in a second, so it'll make more sense. But for you, like I've known you my like, almost my entire life. Yeah. But I have people on this podcast that I've known for like less than a year, a few times. Like for people I'm just meeting when we start recording this podcast. So okay. like I make I make jokes like that or references and like trying to set the tone. <laughs> and they're like, what? Exactly. What you, what Right, there's been a couple of times where I've started recording and they're going, um, hold on, so what is the show again? <laughs> like, it's like, they're trying to back out of it what, slowly. What are, we, what are we talking about? What's the premise of the show? <laughs> and that's why I love that like we record over Discord, because a lot of the people I interview and stuff don't know technology that well, so they can't so just like hang Discord, up on me. It's like it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult for them just to bust out Do of the I interview. Do I have to buy it? Do I have to subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> no, so for the uninitiated, thank you and welcome to Persons of No Consequence. If you accidentally stumbled upon it, this is the podcast where I interview somebody who has no claim to fame, no infamy. You are not known on the internet as a whole. If we were to make a Wikipedia page for you, it would be deleted, <laughs> citing Person of No Consequence. Also, Dumb Honky, I believe, is usually what they put on Travis's stuff. So I would That's like to really introduce... <laughs> yeah, right. Dumb honky. I'd like to introduce one of my best friends in the world, Travis. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. I said, it's one o'clock in the morning. I said, I need a guest. And you said, oh, yeah, no, I'll do it. I, I get off shift and we'll go record. We'll different time shit. zone, different state. Be damned. Let's go. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I've been wanting to get on it for a while, too, and it's just like, a, as soon as I was like, yeah, I have infinite free time, I'll be able to get on this, and all the shit started happening, I was like, well, I have two days out of the week. <laughs> well, see, the, uh, at first, when I, when I came up with this podcast, I thought I was a genius. I'm like, I'm going to record the people that nobody has heard of. I'm going to, you know, I'm, the, the genius is anybody the can underdogs. be a guest. Exactly. Anybody can be a guest. Like, your mom doesn't have a, a Wikipedia page. Perfect. Get her on my podcast, you know? Get her on here. But the her talk about politics. No. Exactly. No. Oh, God. No. No. Mom, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Your, show, your show will get canceled. Oh, oh, man. No. If one more old woman tells me all lives matter this week, I'm going <laughs> to freak out. I'm going to freak out. I do want the record to show that was not my mom who said that. That's just other old people I know. Uh, uh, other, <laughs> other, other people of, of this same general. Age. Right, but it's or a double-edged sword with the whole, like, anybody can be a guest because while anybody can be a guest, normal people have lives. So in the past, when I used to do entertainment stuff, when I was working for entertainment video game sites, you know, people mm -hmm. had set times like marketing teams would set up somebody to talk to me from a, like a game studio. But with like normal people, <laughs> they're like, oh, I don't know. I have one hour free on a Wednesday in between spin yeah. <laughs> class and work and taking the kids to karate or whatever. <laughs> They got like soccer tonight. I might exactly. kill myself in the van. You know, know you work close to 60 hours a week. All of our <laughs> other friends work close to 
80. It's, it's like trying to line up something fun is difficult, let alone something that is just also work for people. Because like, yeah, I know it's fun for us to have a chat. I know, but it, like you are doing me a favor. It's like, hey, let's get on this phone call. Hey, don't mention your address like while we're on this call. <laughs> I'm going to ask you deep and like sensitive questions about your, oh, your five, like, five, raising. Five, five, five. <laughs> None your business lane. <laughs> I also like I was trying to do an episode that the joke is that my mom keeps refusing to do the podcast. So what I started to do was like interview other people in my family and my relatives started just asking me about people that podcast people wouldn't know. It was just like like my aunt Linda. Like they were like, How's how's Linda? And I'm like, that's not what this is. And this no is one cares about is. my I don't aunt Linda. Talk about this right now. I don't care how Linda is. <laughs> no offense yeah, if my yeah. aunt is listening. I apologize, but no one gives a shit what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Although I guess sorry, the same could be said. Right, exactly. I guess the same could be said for anybody I interview on this and myself included. People are like, why do you think you're cool enough to have a podcast? I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't think I'm cool. That's why I have a podcast. You think uh, we're doing, you're thinking you're doing this because we the big boys? No, 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 son. You don't understand. You know what's really hard? Is when I when I interview people and they're like, oh, so you just started this podcast, so like you're new to the game. I'm like, well, actually, I've been podcasting for a decade, but <laughs> just none of them have turned out well. <laughs> and when we had the best one that we had, we didn't know what numbers were. <laughs> I do want to mention, Some I was it. I was a part of an offensively named show called Honky Madness, and by offensively, I mean offending nobody because white people have been able to do mostly whatever they've wanted for a long time. And we had a show called Honky Madness for about two years and several spinoffs that did quite well in Russia and yeah. in, in strangely yeah. like other European countries before podcasts were super ri- widespread. These were like early days and we weren't even on a network. You would have to go to our website and click the download button. And and a few points during (laughs) yeah, and a few points during a a crocodile outbreak. A lot of people were doing this drug crocodile um, (laughs) overseas, and we were talking about it. And we had a couple of interviews, and a Russian news website had picked it up at some point and mentioned us. (laughs) So people were subscribing. And then we so we we launched a, a a companion podcast called Hunky Mad News, where one of our stranger friends, Dward, would interview oh just the strangest people. We had a woman on there talking about like how she how much she could lift with like Kegels. So she was just like weightlifting with her <laughs> vagina. Um, we got to talk to Petoskey Batman's um uh representative, I guess at the point. I don't know if it was an attorney or. Or a relative or something like that. Most likely attorney. I feel like I feel like he needs one. Well, he, he definitely needs one. one. He was actually in the news again recently. If you don't follow the I news from Michigan, that. we have our own vigilante, Petoskey Batman, because he is a man who dresses up like Batman who lives in a city called Petoskey. Very, very original naming there. And he just very mostly original. gets in the way of professionals. And uh, he was arrested again recently. There was a there was a large accident, and he showed up and was just getting in the way of of policemen and uh, first responders. He's like, "I'm helping." <laughs> I, Sir, I, real I, Batman would have done some cool shit by now. You're just standing <laughs> here, get the fuck out of my way. Where's your mech suit? You have a mech suit? Get the hell out! Patrolling, patrolling Michigan has to be the most boring place of any of any fictional character. Like whenever you introduce, like other than maybe Iron Man, like where are you going to jump to? There's no rooftops. They're all you know miles spread apart. Like most of the right. most of the state is so, cornfields and trees. 
Yeah, the only place that it would be like viable is like Detroit, and that's like the only place. And even this literally would be boring after a while. Like if, if like if you like if you go to Flint, like Flint's actually a pretty large city. People think it's oh, small yeah, compared to, to Detroit, but like but the but the thing is, there's only like one area that has like anything even remotely close to what you could call a skyscraper. Yeah, and it's like this one downtown area, and the rest of it's like a still a pretty flat city. So like yeah. it's still not like about a like place Tennessee Batman or something like that. And I'll tell you this Petoskey Batman specifically, that city has like no skyscrapers, no buildings even above like <laughs> ten stories. It's so, so he's just like walking along highways mostly. Like he's just on I seventy five, just like just hoofing it. Chilling. Just like, like with his with his grappling gun just waiting for something tall to drive by because he has nothing to hook on to. Ah, uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk about Petoskey Batman. We're here to talk about you, Travis, a friend of mine who I've known since we were uh, probably about five or six. It was kindergarten when I first met you, uh, subsequently avoided you because, man, uh, they hadn't invented Adderall at the time and they definitely weren't prescribing it to you. But, oh, man, did you need it? Uh, if there ever was yeah. a boy, if there ever was a boy that needed it. I remember the first time I, I played with you. And it's funny, like. I have friends that, you know, I was closer with in high school at times, you know, me and you never went through a falling out, but we ran in different circles at certain points in times. Yeah. But all of these friends, no matter what, it's so serendipitous that me and you have become best friends over the years because <laughs> I remember the first time I played with you. Everybody else is like, I kind of remember the first time I met them. I remember the first time I played <laughs> with you, Travis, because I was the only little boy on the playground that wanted to play Power Rangers. I was always a nerd. We lived in a very rural community. You know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, hunters. It's a lot of people in camo. It's a lot of, you know, people who love trucks, a lot of things like that. And here I was with my morpher, you know, exactly. It's morphin' time. And you were the first kid to speak up and go, yes, I will play only if I can be the Gold Ranger. And I was so excited. I was like, of course you can be the Gold Ranger. You're the only other person playing with it. I, I'll, I'll be whoever. Please play Power and, Rangers with me. God. I, I remember the last time I ever played with you because it was also that one moment because you said, I'm the Gold Ranger. And you ran off so fast like an anime character. And I never <laughs> played with you again. You disappeared. And then you were homeschooled for the next 12 years. <laughs> You just you disappeared from my life for like five years. I never saw you again. There there goes the Gold Ranger. Like fuck. Oh yeah, and then I showed up at high school and Bob tried to introduce me to you guys. He's like, hey you guys, here's my friend Travis. And you and Dave were like, What's up, dude? How's the hell's it been? He's like, what? He's like, I'm not the cool hipster guy that I thought I was. I bet you guys know this guy. I'm like, yeah, longer than you actually. Yeah, hey. he was the Gold Ranger. I remember this kid. Gold Power Ranger, right? It's his name. <laughs> so I and the, my second memory of you when when you did reassimilate into school is your first foray into smoking weed. And I remember very vividly because you showed up because we lived in a town of nothing to do. So everyone was smoking weed. Number one, number two on weekends. So Friday night through Sunday night, there's nothing to do. So you're either trucking, you know, you, you're going mudding, you're hitting the two tracks or you go to a discotheque. We had a roller disco just called skating because we're not very fancy in Northern Michigan. We just call it skating. What are you doing this weekend? Skating. Oh, like where? Like, what do you mean? We're skating at skating. We go to the community center, like a YMCA, but it's just one big room. Like They call it the community center. It's the community room. And we would skate in circles. And you showed up to skating with... 
specifically the things that you pick out of weed. Now, as a person, a connoisseur, if you will, you know, you know exactly what to do. But at the time, you were a small child. Really, we were like 14. And you were picking, you picked seeds and stems out of other people's weed. And you proceeded to smoke it in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, so now that you can smoke real weed, how would you compare? Oh, like to from like back then, like when we thought we were like cool. the first time when we, yeah, when you were smoking seeds and stems compared to real marijuana. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, <laughs> well, back then I was like, I never like I was always just like, especially because like other people were like doing it and they're like, oh, whoa, dude. Then I was like, yeah, I'm totally feeling something, even though it was like barely <laughs> a thing. It's like, I might as well smoke the cigarette and probably get the same fucking thing from it. And I remember judging time... you so harshly because I had listened to Afro Man, even though I never smoked <laughs> weed until I was a grown adult. I was like 21 the first time I smoked weed. And, but like, I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, this nerd like doesn't even know you're supposed to pick out the seeds and stems. It's in the first verse, you know, <laughs> oh, man, like everyone knows God. that pick you pick out the seeds and stems. Yeah, come on. Fuck. <laughs> but anyways, I'm sorry. So like <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> Oh my god, like the first time that I got back into it, which was like, god, it's like 16 or 17 or something like that. Oh, so you mean like you took a break after the seeds and stems, you were like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. What is stupid? (laughs) (laughs) And um, I I finally had picked it back up again, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna see how this goes. Last time, you know, previous experiences were like very underwhelming. And, dude, the first time I did uh, the first time I, I smoked it was, like, in my room. And I, like, I remember being like, oh, my God, everything is heavy. My eyes are heavy. My legs are heavy. Spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> and then I, I laid down and closed my eyes. And I could, like, it was, like, the feeling of feeling, like, Earth's fucking rotation while I laid on the ground. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, wow, I have ascended. <laughs> and then from there on, it only, like... I mean, after a while, because then after that point, I was just, like, smoking, like, five joints every damn day, so right. I lost <laughs> My tolerance went heavily down, and it was back to, like, normal. Even, like, I would take, like, three or four month long, like, breaks and go back to it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just never gonna be like that first, <laughs> the, that your first body chemistry I've, I've, done, I've broken myself. <laughs> it's so funny that you said that's what it felt like because that's what it felt like the first time i had ever experienced any weed like contact high sure and everybody we knew like again there's nothing to do in northern michigan so everyone smoked weed but i i just i didn't i'm not a big fan and come to find out like i'm either semi-allergic or just my tolerance is so low but you gave me a cookie and you warned me you were like now like when it comes to like like beer or any sort of alcohol it's regulated people know exactly how to mix it it's a liquid it's different precise measurement involved exactly but when you bake cookies at home with marijuana in it there is no precise measurement (laughs) it could be really strong you might need four you might need one one might be too much one might kill you and I just oh, remember oh you giving me this cookie and then all of our other friends showed up because you gave him, it was like a birthday present. It was like, like a few days before my mm-hmm. birthday yeah. and you brought yeah. some oh over. Oh my God, that fucking, and, yeah. The, yeah, the and so you gave it to me. in the town bought you alcohol and then you well, Okay, we'll get to that story in a minute because that is a good story. But 
but you gave me this cookie and I subsequently died. I just died after that because you gave me this cookie. Yeah. And I remember taking a bite and going, I'm not feeling anything yet, but I know what's going to kick in. I, you know, I'm aware I've been around all these people doing drugs like my entire life. I know that I'm just not feeling it yet. I know Dude, I'm not it's immune. Com- it's coming. And then I remember laying my head on our friend TJ's lap. <laughs> no, no, um, no After prompting. told you that you started looking like Mr. Magoo. Yes, you said I looked like Mr. Magoo with my eyes popping out of my head. And I put my head in his lap and I said, guys, I feel it. And then I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> I remember throwing up at some point, but I remember feeling the yeah, rotation remember, of the earth as you describe it. <laughs> I, I remember you throwing up and then Emily was like worried. And I was just like, I, don't worry. He's okay. That was just like, <laughs> sometimes that happens. You get, that happens sometimes like when people smoke and they get like too high and they just throw up because I don't know why. Just because your body's like, what's happening? Well, mine was because Evacuate I felt the, the rotation poison. of the earth. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was, I was on the roller coaster and I wasn't prepared for it was what was happening. <laughs> but then, yeah, I remember smoking weed like later on that week with you and a few people, which is like, I want to tell anybody like young listening, don't do this. It's a bad idea to accept drugs behind a bar with people that you only know tangentially but because like i was semi-famous in our hometown people were like you know what we do it's his 21st birthday let's have him drink all the alcohol possible and then give him all the weed possible and let's just see what happens let's just see let's just like let's just roll the dice and i remember looking at you and you nodded at me like it's okay it is weed like you like smoked like 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 a like a genius like 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 a uh sommelier (laughs) with the wine you know Yep, this is it. This is yeah, real. This is acceptable. You're like, it's not laced with anything. Not that not that our man Frog. Frog, if you're listening, I appreciate it. Smoking weed with you for the first time was a fun experience. Because no one in our hometown has real names. <laughs> like, like I went by Steve. We knew a man named Frog and his brother Boots. <laughs> so it was like just remember smoking weed with, with the entire town, by the way. It was you know, 40 people behind this fucking bar. <laughs> oh man, that was an experience. But you um, you took me on my long trips through most drugs throughout high school and subsequent, you know, college and whatnot, because I and you gave me permission to mention this. You were a drug dealer almost the entire time I knew you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why we won't mention your last name on this podcast. So <laughs> you'll be like, get him. He's the bad man. He's got the devil's lettuce. He's he's corrupting the children. Right. Like, I don't know what the statute of limitations me. are exactly. So like I don't want to get you into any trouble. You you live far away from here. You don't do that anymore. But for a long time, you 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 dealt drugs to the community. <laughs> So, and by drugs, I mean, you sold weed to like five people, but, uh, so what was that like (laughs) selling drugs so early on in a relatively safe capacity? You know, it's not like you were in the inner city, you know, we lived in rural Michigan. Like what, what was that like? Um, you know, I honestly initially thought it would not be as sketchy as like, you know, people in the cities, you always hear about like crazy shit going down. Like, oh man, this guy. He like gypped him. He he didn't. He he missed like a tiny little nug of weed, and he came. Five motherfuckers came in his house and shot him. And I was like, oh god, that's terrible. But um, I, I still had like a lot of worry just because how people are with that stuff. And like I don't know. I I just also have like a a, a, a through my time in life, you know, I had to have a relative like distrust for people, anyways. And like you're telling me as a drug dealer, you were semi paranoid. 
Whoa! <laughs> you were selling an illegal substance which you had to guard with with machinery with that weaponry. fired yeah, with with full on weaponry. Like you telling me that didn't that made you paranoid? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, it was a lot because like originally I wasn't so worried because it was like mainly just like people I had known for a long time and already right. they did it. And I was just like, here, let me help a homie out or whatever. But then they're like. Oh, well, this homie or, you know, especially like in high school, you would meet somebody new and then you would like smoke with them or something. And then they would just be like, oh, you have the weed. You you, <laughs> you have the, the weed. Hook, you can be the hookup. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I can I suppose. And at first, you know, I was just like, I was iffy about it. But then the more people that started doing it, I was just like, man, m money, money is nice. <laughs> money. But then, you know. Those people that you're more comfortable with and have other friends that even if you don't smoke with them, they're like, oh, yeah, man, Travis, Travis got the goods. And then you get these other people that are like a lot more sketchy. And you just like that. That's where like in the end when I started, because initially everything wasn't guarded with weaponry and shit. And then like people started like the more people that that was the thing is I always tried to keep that business like as low key as you can keep that kind of business, which is right. difficult to do as it is. And in, in our town that we lived in anyways, you fucking, you fucking fart and fucking everybody knows within the next five minutes anyways. And they knew what you, you ate beforehand is always like the creepy thing. Like I get like yeah. people finding they out like, know? you know, like, Oh, I bought weed off this person or whatever. But like people would be like, yeah. And then in 1999, this happened. I'm like, why do you know everything about us all of a sudden? <laughs> why like, do how know do you know so many things? Why do you have all like, do you, Mind your business. And I know, yeah, I like, I, I know, started... like that. That was creepy. Right, keep going, man. Oh no, no, you're good. The 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 sketchy, the and it's not like Greg's fault or anything like that. But a lot of the really sketchy people I met was through Greg because, like, surprisingly, especially when Greg had his own little house, like in town there for a while, so many people came over. Like even people that he didn't really want to have over. Like his place was kind of like the hangout place. So there was like I was already out of school. Like I well, dropped out of school. You know I had like left and did, did all that shit. Wait, hold on. And, so you're like, telling me as a drug dealer you were making enough money <laughs> that you didn't felt you needed a high school diploma? Man, you're blowing my mind here with how original this tale is. Shut up. Tim. <laughs> so. So our mutual, our mutual friend Greg introduced you to some sketchy characters, eh? The the man yeah, I yeah. call young Greg to this day as he has a child yeah. and wife at home. Yes. yes. <laughs> and um and you know, it was um it was my coffee. I'll worry about that in a minute. Um so so like you know, I trust Greg. I love Greg. Greg Greg's my boy. Greg's always gonna be my boy. It's it's young Greg. And um you know, there was some, like, semi-sketchy characters that he hung out with, and it wasn't really, like, they were, like, friend friends, you know? It was just, like, there were people that would just come over because, it's like, oh, there's there's the reefer being smoked over here. We're gonna, we're gonna go hang out with him and stuff like that, and they were, like, that was, I guess, not much, like, because I did that for a while, and I kind of recently just stopped. I didn't really stop doing it. I just haven't had the time to do it, but that was when I was, like, <clears throat> is when I you're like... like I was rapping and stuff like that and doing all that shit and I had the studio and people were like that was the point where I hadn't started out to like especially because I didn't want people to uh, I was always so like 
I was always weird about people hearing like me do rap and shit like that because I was just like, oh, it's bad. But um, <laughs> Greg, Greg was always talking about it, and then there's like people, so many people there. Th- this is a weird sidestep on the story. I don't know where I'm going here. No, but, no, no. It's interesting. Like it's fascinating. There was a lot of people that wanted to meet me there, not because the because I was the reefer man, but Greg was always like, "Oh man, Travis be rapping. Travis, you don't understand. Like you guys be rapping, but you guys fucking suck. Like Travis be <laughs> rapping." Yes, and, it, um, it was it, like that's another point that we mentioned the story. So one of my oldest friends in the world. Okay, that's a that's a normal point to have somebody in an interview. Okay, and uh, and they introduce you to drugs. Okay, that's a lot of people's high school friends. Oh, he was a full on drug dealer. Okay, okay. Okay, I, I, this is interesting. Okay, now he, also he's a rapper, <laughs> and you know, an accomplished one at that. And then, <laughs> as you keep going down this list, I'm like, you were this mythical, this mythical figure in Northern Michigan. You know, you like lots of people know drug dealers, but you were this middle of nowhere backwoods hobo, basically, who yeah. was also a pretty good rapper who also sold weed you know like a lot of it <laughs> like you know like it was just a fascinating person to grow up with and, and <laughs> to be close to the guy thank you for a lot of stories and some of the most terrifying nights you know <laughs> like <laughs> going to your house was always in an, an, uh, an adventure i'll put it that way so as you met these sketchy characters and you were you always just down was it just like okay well if i don't do this they do know i saw weed does it become like an, a liability at that point because if they're not on your side they're against you so do you kind of feel an obligation to then have to sell to them i mean kind of yeah I, there was that thing especially like i think that's how i was with a lot of like just regular situations and stuff too i was like oh cool no that wasn't even like for that kind of thing but yeah that that thinking about it especially now that you bring that up i never really thought about that but yeah yeah actually especially with like a main amount of people there are always people who are like in my head i was like mm, don't say yes don't say yes and i was like hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> come out to the studio hell hell yeah right because i know it's like it's like a combination of peer pressure where it's like oh i don't want to feel like uh, like one of the weird dudes i don't want them to think i'm a narc like i'm trying to be you know you know cool here but also it's like and if i'm not cool like think you know it takes one tweet you know and now everyone knows where i'm at what i'm doing like that's got to be that's got to feel kind of sketchy. So one thing I got to ask you, and I I love Greg to death. Why are we letting Greg do this to you for all these years? <laughs> it sounds like I Greg just put you in a situation. I, I, I think I was a good part of it was me doing myself because even like the day that he was like, that he's like, listen, I'm gonna have this party over at my house. There's gonna be a bunch of people there. He's like, I mainly want to hang out with you. He's like, but I know how you feel about large crowds of people, and he's like, you don't have to come if you don't want to. And I almost didn't, because I was just like, ah, people, it sounds like so many people, and so many people that I don't know, and I don't want to rap. I was like, <laughs> I don't well, I'll rap. come, I know, I like, I know you and Jeff, and you know what, me, at that point in time, too, like, me and him hadn't really got to hang out a lot, so I was like, I want to hang out with you, so I'm going to come drink some drinks, and, you know, do, do some chilling and stuff, so, like, Originally, I just, you know, went over there, drank some drinks, smoked, smoked some of that devil's lettuce, and um, <laughs> um, I can't remember at what point that it happened, but there were, I can't remember if they were all brothers, but there were, like, three kids, and at least two of them were brothers, and they were, like, uh, the main group of people who were, like, oh, man, I want to, like, all night, like, the whole night while I was just sitting there, like, talking to Greg, these guys were, like, oh, man, want a rap battle, want a rap battle, I'm just, like, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not. 
I'm not in it today. I'm not. I'm not in it to win it. I'm. I'm. I'm too weird about that shit in public. And then, um, it was like later on, I was talking to my homie Jeff, and that was also back because like I drink a lot less now, just because I, ha- I had an issue. I still. I'm sure if I continue doing it, I would have an issue. <laughs> it's like it's like it's not so much like it's not like really how that oh like a drinking issue works. It's not so much just like no, I don't have an issue. It's like I just I'm not drinking right now. Like if I start drinking, yeah. there's gonna be an issue. <laughs> Like it's yeah. just waiting. It's waiting there, right? It's like it's, kind of like a monkey on your shoulder. <laughs> but I, I I gotta ask though, if it's I'm not trying to like put light to it or anything, but is it like an occupational hazard as, as a drug dealer and also a rapper? Is it just really annoying to go to parties? Because because it's like you're like a because party every, trick. You show up like you yeah. have weed and you have you're gonna rap for us, dance monkey. Like yeah, that, that dance for me, monkey, dance for me. Yeah, that's uh, it, it, in a, a lot of ways. Like I know Greg wasn't doing that, and like I know like Jeff and Skyler and them weren't doing that. But like I did feel like that with a lot of the people that they talked to me about because it was just like some like sort of, so, like, so for the listeners, like was, those like, were like your close person, friends. Was, yeah, and then, and then, then like, you're talking about like, the people that they brought around because they would, you know, it, it proliferates. Yeah. And it wasn't more of a, like, even Greg, like, he, I know that he wasn't like trying because he was just like bragging, you know, he was like not even bragging. He was just like excited because he was finally, you know, he was making beats by himself for so long. And then he heard me rap, like, me and Skyler rap to his stuff a couple times and he heard us do like other music shit. And he was like, holy shit. He's like, uh, other people have like said they can do that, but then they just turned out to be like every other white kid who doesn't want a job that tries to do <laughs> that. Like, kind of yeah, thing. I'm rapping. Oh, is that I'm, what you're doing? Is like your gap year? They're like, no, no, no. I quit the school. I'm gonna do the rap. <laughs> I'm gonna do the rap. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, like just for the record, Greg Nice Malice makes all of the beats for all of my podcasts. So if you hear a cool music tune, either at the opening, closing, or some sort of interstitial, that was made by Nice Malice. Check them out over on SoundCloud. Throw some bucks. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> you know, I got oh, dropped no, in those good. ads, Travis. Sorry. No, you're, <laughs> so, no, you're good. So, so back to the narrative here. So you, so you get roped in, and now you're selling weed to a lot of people that you don't know. Before it was friends, family, you know, you get the friends and family discount. Now, though, <laughs> it's like friends of friends and acquaintances of friends and friends. Like, is that when you started to get a little bit, not just, not, like, I would say paranoid, but it was like, it was founded. Like, is that when you started to get a little bit more worried? Because more people know what you're doing, more money's involved. You know, you have yeah, to have more weed. Like, yeah, and then there's those people where it's just like you can tell them all you want, like shut your mouth, but they, you yeah, know, you know, they're not going to. And then you know they're going to tell their other cousin who's like even more dumb, <laughs> and then they're going to talk about yo, I know. And then you know everybody wants to be the cool guy because apparently that makes you cool for whatever reason. And they're like, oh no, dude, I, I know the plug man is dope. He's a homie, and it's like, dude, who the fuck are you even i don't know you you might know me but i sure as fuck don't know you <laughs> i know that's like an experience that everyone's had with their drug dealer but the scariest thing i remember was hanging out with you in the studio you know we're doing some music stuff and people showed up to buy weed which to me pretty normal thing you know regular, you're a drug dealer Pe- people people show up to buy weed right i'm thinking it's like a market that's, that's you know I at, yeah i worked at a gas station like people come in that you haven't seen before except for that's not how a drug dealer does business 
especially mm-hmm. one of your stature. So when people would show up yeah. that you didn't know and like guns came out and stuff, I was like, oh my God, what is happening? Who's Am about I gonna to die? die? Am I going to get shot? My thing about you, you were, you were always so sweet. You were like, you handled, it was like so professional. You'd be like, okay, guys, listen, I, I'm going to pause the track. I have to handle some business. And like, you're just so professional. And then I would hear just like some gangster ass shit happening outside with guns. And you were like, I don't know who you are. If you come back here, you, you know, you won't like it. But then also at the end, you'd sell them weed. So like, you still did it. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a stern talking to was the thing. I'm like, listen, I said you could come, or like, I didn't say you could come. And I'm like, who, why did, like, and then if the people, there was the people that I was like, I, I would debate about it so long, and I'd be like, fuck, yeah, I guess you can come over. And then they'd bring like five people with them. I was like, you said you were coming. Well, I don't know any <laughs> of these people. I barely know you. And now you're like, oh, you're going to smoke down? No, I'm busy. Fuck you! The, the thing that got me was like when people see it in movies. I'm like, no, it was exactly like that. It's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, and especially well, then there were the people like that fucking the other the other rapper kid named Kyle who always thought he was so hardcore. You know, he'd come and then he tried to push me around. I'm like, listen, son. I might actually bleep his name so he can have no notoriety because I don't (laughs) think he deserves any sort of plug on anything. (laughs) And I was like, dude, I'll I'll stab you to death and use you as mulch for my fucking plants. Like, don't don't play this shit with me. I will fuck you. (laughs) That's the thing, too, is like people that people, especially like people from where we came from. Like, I know there's people like that everywhere, but like people where we came from, like they all they always um God, get out of here with this shit right now. all right uh sorry <laughs> people messaging me about bullshit more but, weed uh, <laughs> yeah it's the friend of the six, year, oh, six well, years late you know could you like drive a thousand miles no <laughs> <laughs> but anyways people showing up in like our like our area everyone everyone had guns everyone was around it everyone thought they were dangerous yeah yeah, everyone did think that was the thing too. Was like everybody thought they were like a force to be reckoned with, kind of thing. And I was just like chilling, you know. And and then there was always those per- those the other people that were like extra, like the kid that the, the other rapper kid that I was talking about that just thought like he's like, oh, I came, I came from the city. I'm hood as shit. I I, I rap. I, I I'm gangster as hell. You don't want to mess with me. I I do MMA. I'm like, all right, fam, like. Come fucks with me. I'll, I'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You can flex your muscles at me. I'll put a forty-five round in you. Like we'll see. I'll flex that was that was a scary like... thing for me. Again, like it's not like I never been in fights or anything, but I never been in firefights until you know, like <laughs> you know, hanging out with you out there. Like like people people would because it's it's the I think it's the mentality that people forget now that it's so legalized like almost everywhere and it's decriminalized yeah. in a lot of places. But like when when you're dealing with something that's illegal, uh specifically like like drugs and you can't call the cops to defend your property, your merchandise. Yeah. You know, you're like not somebody, operating yeah, somebody stealing something or exactly. You're not operating a legitimate business. Weed. Exactly. So the only way to defend it is with force. And it was so interesting having to see that. That like, because you would tell us, you're like, oh, I was up in my sniper tower, you know, making sure no one came to steal stuff. Night. And because like, like you guys, what? you know, you you grew a lot of weed. Uh, so like it was a thing. I'm like, okay, you know, Travis grows weed, but like pe- we saw the hippie side of it there. But then when i would be over there and be like this person has a gun i need you to leave like like it's gonna you're okay to drive out the no like no one's gonna shoot at you 
I just need to handle like, some shit. And I remember I you'd send me this text. You'd be like, hey, make sure you come. Like, like, give me a call tomorrow. Make sure, like, I'm alive. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm, like, so scared for you what right you now. Like, what? And, and, like, luckily, you know, you never had to murder anybody. I'm going to say that right here, whether it's true or not. Yeah, you never had died. to do that. You know, nobody ever died. But, like, the fact that you had to defend, like, the things that were your livelihood with, with weaponry always kind of blew my mind a little bit. Because, you know, this was happening at such a young age, like, for a long, long time. And oh, in, the middle, yeah. like, in the middle of the woods, too, people don't picture that. Again, it's northern Michigan. You know, you're picturing... I'm like 20. You know, and that's the thing, too, like, to, like, clarify. Because everybody, everybody's like, oh, I live in the woods. I live in the woods. And then they would come to my house and they're like, oh. <laughs> no, this is the woods. Wood. You live 20 miles in the middle <laughs> of the fucking woods. I was like, yeah, you said you did, too, though. Like, no, like my road's still paved and shit. I'm like, nah, yeah, like, I, I live in the park. Trees wood, near so. me. Yeah. Like when people talk my about like, neighbor you can't... Is a tree. <laughs> I used to have to list it when people would like tra- talk about living out there. They're like, oh, so do you live like in, in this town? I'm like, no, no, no. Where I live is 50 miles away from any town. And they're like, oh, like, what road are you no on? Town. I'm like, oh, there's no road names because it splits off like tributaries of a river and they just yeah. slap the same name on 14 different they're roads. Like Good luck trying river. to find it. Here we go. This river road. Like we live, we live so far in the woods when the, when the post office would deliver mail to us because it wasn't often. Like we, if you want stop getting junk mail, move out into the middle of the woods because the mail people just won't deliver it. But they would draw a hand like a hand drawn map. So the road we lived on was just ahead, like it was a county road. I'm not going to say the name of it, but it was a county road with just numbers, right? And it was to give to give an example. Me and you live 25 miles apart. We, but it said we lived on the same road, <laughs> 25 miles apart, completely like not connected road at all. But it was said it was the same road and it left like tributaries. So our post lady would have to draw a map from like a normal one to make sure. And she would label it like this is this is County Road 1A, County Road 1B. So like, so when she would get the address that says, you know, Terry Smith, County Road 1, you would have to then. OK, but which County Road 1 is it? Because I haven't delivered mail there in three weeks. So like that's how far in the woods you are. Like like they're the point. It's like it's very much like uh, deliverance. You know what I mean? Like no one's gonna hear you squeal like a pig in the middle of these woods. So yeah. when you get out there, it's like when people ask, they're like, "How do you dro- grow drugs in the middle of the woods?" Like that's how because no one's out there looking. You know, there's, there's not a single person. To- there's like, thousands of acres of state land that they have to patrol with one DNR officer. And then you have these hunt teams that were designed to look for drugs, but are looking for people who are doing it dangerously and selling like much harder things than just weed in the middle of the woods. Cause that also happens. Northern Michigan has a really bad heroin problem that people don't really realize they're not growing it there, but they're hiding it there. It comes in yeah. through the great lakes, like a, lo- a lot from Canada. Um, again, just not a thing that people are aware of because it's Northern Michigan. You don't think of anything. You th- picture like old, Old Polish people and punchkeys and like I don't know what else is in northern Michigan. You just you know that it's a hand. When people say Michigan, they're like, that's the hand one, right? What do they have there? Like, well, we have drugs. <laughs> we have meth. Lots of them. A lot of meth. So besides getting into rap battles with random people and, and selling drugs, um, you said that you you had to drop out of school. Like, was that because the business was, you know, for lack of a better term, booming? Like was business good? It was, but like, I guess to get on, on a serious note with that too, like, I um, I fully originally like intended to like finish because we had our previous principal, um, 
the older guy that I can't remember the name of. That's okay. We probably shouldn't of... mention his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the only I, I didn't know him by his first name, so the only way I could refer to him is his last name. And I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> probably not good. Good but, idea. Um, the older guy who came out of retirement to like run the school for like a year and then was like, nah, fuck this. I'm retired for a reason. And then oh, like, went away. you know what? I do remember who you're talking about. He was a pretty, pretty distinguished like administrator. He had, he had yes. gone to like several like really high level colleges. Like, I don't think it was Ivy league, but it was at least the big 10, but he had, yeah. he had taught and he had been an administrator for all these schools. And he bought a, a like a home in, in Hillman and saw that we needed better administration. And he was like, I'll do it. And he came out of retirement, and he actually was really cool. People gave him a lot of crap because he was this rich white dude, but like he uh, he did like make sure like me and you like even though you didn't finish, but that was to your own volition. Like me and you were ready to drop out, and he was like, "Well, just stay. Like just uh, just like give it a shot or whatever." Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. And, um, and no, 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 you're good. No, and and on top of that, though, like what you're saying, like uh, because like. The shit when I switched to homeschooling and then it, like it didn't work out really well and like I had like just because like mainly just because like my parents were like oh I can do this and then they're like oh I can't <laughs> no, do this I can't. <laughs> it's the new math scene from Incredible I don't know everything wow right. yeah it's like wow. when, when parents realize that like they haven't done math homework in twenty five years like it's not the yeah. same <laughs> it's different and it's hard and <laughs> it's a pain in my ass but. To make up, because, like, I had, uh, uh, yeah, I failed, it was second grade, and then I failed eighth grade, just because I didn't give a shit, and that was when I was back in, like, regular school, and that was, like, the first time I came back to it, and I was like, man, fuck this shit, Cause especially at that point, <laughs> I was like, this isn't cool, but, um, he helped me, um, by, like, he's like, Willis, and he's like... I'll stay after school. I'll help you with some work. You know, I'll help you. I'll help you catch up. And I was like, oh man, that that's pretty cool. Like, if I could catch up, I could like graduate with Terry and them and stuff, and that would be awesome. And I was excited about that. And he got me to that point. And then he left. And then the next principal, who I'm just gonna call the bald pig nose, was like, he... I'll, I'll bleep that. I'll bleep that out. Don't worry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Continue on. He, he, for some reason, did not consider all that work valid. So he's like, nah, man, you still got two years. And I was like, you know what? I'm not staying for that. I was like, fuck you. And your casino. And I left <laughs> because, like, I, the, the one, the business, oh, God, I'm going down. The business was booming. And I was like, look, well, this would be cool because I can get this finished. And kind of do it in style. And then he was just like, nah, fuck everything that you, all that hard work that you did last year. And I was like, you know what? I don't need this. I, I don't. And then I went to Florida for like a year or two to visit my aunt. Yeah, he just, like, just you kind of dropped off the face of the earth for a second. I was like, whoa. Yeah, there was a lot of people. That was funny, too, because that last year of high school, I was getting really, really like, ah, because I was so excited about like being able to get out and get done and stuff. I was being like more sociable with people that I hadn't been social with before. And I had a theater class with Dave and, you know, it was like Dave and a couple other people that I knew and, you know, nope. In school, I was very edgy, you know, very brooding. There was not like, I would hang out with you guys and we'd laugh and talk and stuff. But like 
to everybody else, I was like the guy who was going to shoot the school up, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, because, you know, we uh, wore trench coats and a lot of fedoras. I, I always I always was kind of confused. Like, you could tell that people just were lived under a rock there because the, the trench coats, I understand. People have seen Bowling for Columbine. They were worried we were going to shoot it up. But number two, we all had friends. Like, we were not like those kids. Like, we were not unpopular. It, it was funny, you know, like, they, they thought we were going to shoot up the school except for, like, you know, we were we were like, we had lots of friends. <laughs> there was like 30 of us. And also we all wore fedoras. And if anyone knows anything about a person in a fedora, they can't do anything. Like no one is going to take them seriously while wearing a fedora. <laughs> My lady. <laughs> My lady. Exactly. <laughs> so the trench coats and the fedoras thing, it was, but like people did think we were crazy and it didn't help that we actually were crazy. And when, when we would get into fights, things got in trouble. Like the amount of times that somebody from our friend group, like got suspended because we took things too far was always a little embarrassing. Like mm. I, like I always get like, I always have like bad flashbacks to some of the fights that would happen because the thing is like growing up in a rural town, you think like, Oh, it's like all nice farm people, except for it's not what it is. is like you grew up in the sixties or closer to the fifties. Whereas in like, you're in this insular community. So in a normal high school, a fight would probably get broken up, but in the middle of nowhere, things aren't going to get broken up. People aren't worried about pressing charges because the cops are going to come and just wave everybody off. So like fights would go way too far. Like you, you'd have people with like their heads smashed in. I remember at one, I remember a big fight that happened that our math teacher actually broke up with more fighting. Um, I remember a kid got his head smashed into our trophy case and they just acted like it was no big deal. And yeah. it's like things like that. So like you had to be able to fight. That's the funny thing is like we were, we're nerds. You know what I mean? Like we spend most of our time yeah. online. We play video games we play D and D magic, the gathering, but like we also had to learn to fight. So like when you would meet other nerds, they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we don't do that." I'm like, "We had to for no we for no other reason than like growing up there." I a kid before. They're just like, "What?" Like, yeah, many times. They're just like, "Oh." Because like Why? that's the thing. Like again, you you picture like a nice like a nice rural town. It's like, oh, everyone got along. It's like, no, no, no. Everyone hated no, each no, other, no, no, and no, everyone no. had a gun. Yep. Like it's just it's just like more were, scary on like, that level. And it was so weird, too, because, like, some of the groups you you hung out with, there were, like, people, like, and it wasn't, like, your fault or anything like that. I'm not saying, well, Terry, if he didn't hung, hang out with all those damn jobs. No, no I, like, it was my fault. I was I, I was friends with everybody in high school. So the people that would fuck with us would be like, well, I don't know, Terry seems okay, but what about that guy in the trench coat that's with him all the yeah, time? Yeah, that, that was the thing, and there was all those, like... The, again, I can't. I, I don't. I guess. I guess I could mention some people by first name, but I don't really want to. I guess. <laughs> it's okay. There was a lot. There was a lot of kids that were like, you know, on the football team and like super jacked, and for whatever reason, they're just like, oh, I'm gonna be mean to you. Uh, like there, there were people. There's, there's one thing that I now, after being out of school, realized why some people were the way they were to me is because um, <laughs> the kid that had kicked me in the groin when I was in like like the grade that we were Power Rangers in pretty much and I had to have all those surgeries and shit like that. Yeah. Um that story had gotten flipped around to where I was like, oh you're picking on the alcohol syndrome kid. You're such a bad man. And like that carried on. Like I don't think I ever mentioned that, but that carried on for like so fucking long. Like I got harassed by that like when I was in elementary. And then when I came back to high school, they're like, oh 
It's that fucking kid. What a bad <laughs> piece of shit. Well, and that was like, I gotta mention, like, that wasn't the kid so much, but it was like the administration. Like, they labeled you as this kid that needed to be on Ritalin when really it's like you were a kid with ADD, like every other kid that age. Like, really, like the amount of people that are like, oh, like my kid's messed up. It's like, no, your kid is a kid. Like, we yeah, like, you, we like shiny objects. They, get, they have a lot of fucking energy. They scream. They do things. Like No, and, like, that was the reason why you were, like, you know, not the only reason, but that was a big reason why your mom homeschooled you is because you were, like, labeled, like, dangerous, even though that's not how it happened. Humans. Yeah. And I think that, like, a little bit of the, the dog wag, like, you know, the, the tail wagging the dog, because when we got into high school, people labeled us that way, and that's we became that way. And that was one of the reasons, yeah. and I, I'm sorry if it ever brought stuff on you, but that one of the reasons why I was, no, like, that's outreach never, center. You never did. It's just there were kids that, like, they didn't remember me, and then I was hanging out with you, and you're like, oh, this is Travis, and they're like, wait, Travis, who? The crazy kid like, that wears the trench coats? Like, is he goth? I'm like, no, but, like, if you give us 20 bucks, like, we can, you know, we can figure something. <laughs> Something out. We'll be whatever you need. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's but like, it was. Like... <laughs> I I didn't mean to like bring any undue attention on us, but like part of me being friends with everybody in high school. That's part of your personality, though. Is like people just like, hey, Terry's awesome, and then you get like you just like mag like people just magnetize you. Like, oh, Terry's Terry's a dude who's cool, and it's just like, whoa, Terry has all these friends. <laughs> I think that was always the weird thing is like the same conversation that I'm having with you. I would have with, you know, any of the people that you would get labeled like a jock or whatever, because they were also cool, but they have this, this whole sheen about them too, where people are like, Oh, I'm just a dumb jock. And I just want to beat up kids. And they're like, I just want to play. Wow. With you. I just want to play magic the gathering this weekend. Can we do some nerd shit together, man? You know, but like everyone gets labeled this way. And I think one of the cool things about our town eventually, like as a lot of that stigma, like went away, you know, a lot of the homophobia, about people like us because we were so close and some of us were gay you know it's like they were like everyone was afraid but when people started coming out of the closet and not being afraid of drugs and not being afraid that we were going to murder them because we wore trench coats by the time senior year hit like i was friends with way more people than i ever thought i would be and they were also less assholes to all of my other friends like the the crossing of the group was not as strange like people weren't like oh there's terry and the freaks it was like oh there's terry and his friends like it did happen eventually it just took way too long like we graduated in 2011 and it was like, like so like for you know 12 some years people were like everyone fucking sucks and by you know the time we graduated people were like oh we're all generally okay we all grew up in a really fucked up place <laughs> it just took so long and i Again, trying to be an ambassador was probably a bad idea because, like, you know what teenagers love being preached to or whatever. <laughs> but, like, trying to reach out and be like, we're not all weird. Like, that one kid is weird. Like, we all know. Why are we friends with them? I don't know. But, like, he's been around the entire time. Travis, no, Travis is fine. Travis will sell you weed, though. Like, <laughs> uh, so, like, I guess with all that being said, was, was that, like, part of it? Is that why you kind of went insular and why you started selling more? Was it, like, School sucked. Like I can't make it there. They they took away what you were working towards when they kind of set you back again. So you were gonna get held back again. And you know you had us as friends, but a lot of your friends were gonna be your friends whether you were at high school with us or not. So was that like an easy decision where you're just like I'm just gonna do this full time? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially in the moment when it had happened because that was when they were doing the like they were doing the, like, you can't see my incredibly sarcastic air quotations, but, like, that's when the the, the pig, pig, Captain Pignose did the, like, oh, well, we're going to do this thing where kids who are behind on things, because, like... Oh, the no kid left behind? 
Yeah, that stuff. And then there was like even before him, like uh, like two principles ago, the uh, the man who stand like Captain Morgan all the time, and we made fun of him for it. The one that we was did, there, the we did in fact do that. Thing. Yes, um, he um. Fuck! Oh, the the counselor that was there at that time. He was just like, because a lot of my shit, even like when I failed eighth grade, was not because like th- there was just like a thing. He he brought me and my parents into the office one day. And he's like, I just I just want to know what's going on here. He's like, he he pulled up like the diff the grade stuff, like the grade stuff that you don't normally see, like on your report card stuff, because you only see like your homework grade on your report card or whatever. And he's like, now this is your homework grade, straight Fs. And he's like, and this is your test grades. And it like the lowest thing on it was like a C or a C minus or some shit like that. And he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, Home- homework. Like it's home- like, well, like, why can't you see what's wrong? I don't, I don't do homework. Or if I do it, I sure shit don't turn it in now, do I? Like, fuck. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring him up because we did have a pretty good counselor for a little while. And I say pretty good because I'm going to get to get to a caveat. So I'm going to take one of my famous <laughs> aside here. So, so he was a man that was not afraid to pull strings. Let's say that. So say you yeah. saw a kid who was bright, but didn't like doing homework. But like all the teachers yeah. like them. So you know what? We're going to pass them. We're not going to fail them. They get it. They're going to graduate. It's going to be okay. Um, it was one of those. So like he yeah. actually helped me get a lot of college credits beforehand because uh, I was in advanced placement, but we didn't have advanced placement where we went to school. So what they did was they sent us to the nearby community college. So you just actually started going to college. And I did not do well in junior high. I got put in advanced classes and I was too afraid to do them. And I was really lazy and I really liked Final Fantasy seven uh, <laughs> is the real the real story. So I decided I was like, I can't do them. So they took me out of them, but I still tested well. So when I got my shit together towards the end of high school. They were like, you know what? Like you have all this stuff. Like, why don't we just put you with the other advanced kids? So he pulled strings and made it look like I had been doing it the whole time. So he was one of those guys. Cool. Right. And then he ran, he left his wife and ran away with one of our foreign, foreign exchange students. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, say what? I was like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So glad- when we got a new, a new <laughs> counselor, she was like, listen, Uh, normally I would pull strings. I would make sure, you know, that my job as the counselor is to make sure people succeed, you know, that deserve it. Like they would do all the, no, this is going to be the most by the book, boring counseling ever. I (laughs) because we are under heavy scrutiny because of (laughs) of the person that, that held my office beforehand. So listen, I'm not going to help with any of that stuff. Um, this is going to be, I just want to make sure that everyone's not dying or being diddled at the school. And those are the only two things I'm going to do. That's and I like I don't blame her for that at all because like <laughs> tough shoes to fill, if you will. Yeah. Uh yeah. So but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like when when that stuff happened. Um I don't I don't blame you for leaving at all. And like you de- it's not like you became like a menace to society or something. If anything, by more traditional terms, like you don't sell drugs anymore and you hold a nine to five. More like, you know, like a like a seven to seven, but still 11, 11 to 11 to eight or whatever the hell it is. I work like nine hour shifts. And then, and then, you know, if somebody leaves earlier, does something like, can you stay? I'm like, I'll work an 11 hour shift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess my, my question next would be, so like, you know, you were drug dealing for a long time. When did it stop being 
not worth it, I guess. It was never not interesting. It is not like you stopped making money. Was it the winters? Because people forget about that. You know, you mentioned we live in, in Michigan. How do you how do you maintain a drug business when you can't grow your main crop, you know, six months out of the year? Yeah, especially like if you do, you do it inside with lights and that makes your electric bill like $600 a fucking. So not only does that bring scrutiny bill. upon yourself, but it makes it not worth it, right? Like that's just way more mm-hmm. overhead and on a traditionally like still not not cheap. It's not cheap to grow weed. The amount of water it takes and the amount of machinery that you need. People just think it's a yeah, plant, and, so it's fine, but it's a crop. Like, And especially if you want to grow it like what I would, I guess, consider healthy because there's like plenty of like chemicals and stuff out there, but it's got like, and yeah, you wash it out or whatever, but like, there's a lot of bad shit in like the sprays and stuff that you put it on. So like to to do it the healthy way with like purely organic shit that like, yeah, you still got to spray it off and like wash it out. But like that shit's like twice as expensive as like the other shit on top of it. It's like you buy two things, it's like 80 bucks for these tiny little bottles. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This, right. is, a, this is, is the size of a five-hour energy shot. Why, why, <laughs> is this, why is this $40? How long will it last me? And, and why so, like, I, I can't imagine that's – so, like, what do you – like, do you stockpile for those months? Do you go, okay, this is my yeah. crop, this is what I have? Yeah, you grow way too much. You you grow a more sketchier amount, even when it was like legal. You go like over your numbers, basically. Right. And like, just make sure, just hope that you don't get caught doing that because then when it's legal and you have their card and stuff, you know, people are like come up and they're like weed inspection, and it's like oh no, the weed inspectors here. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you remember that, but that sort of thing happened. Uh, what what do they call it? And there, there's a there's one for like every little town in every like city, like all the towns around us had one. I th- I think they kind of covered it, like the hunt team. I think it was called. Yeah, the, yeah, the hunt called... team. Yeah, yep, I mentioned that. But, and they're called a different thing in a lot of different places. It's like a, a kind of unit, and they like they came to our house with like a van and like helicopters and shit like that, all for us to be like, oh yeah, you need to fix your fences. Like <laughs> you need to put, you need to separate these with this and uh, and the thing that they didn't know at that time, that time because it was weird. Like you know when a when a group that big comes to search your house, you expect everything to get like super in depth, like deep sweeped. And they like looked outside and they didn't. They they looked in the studio, like kind of half ass, like barely, and literally in the room that was like attached to the studio that they didn't bother going in was like four times over the number of what we should have had and they're just like now nah, we don't need to go in that room for whatever fucking reason <laughs> and um shit like that gets scary because like i don't think anything would necessarily happen would have happened to me oh just a second i don't think anything <laughs> would have happened to me i don't think anything would have happened to me but like my parents probably like would have went to like super jail for a long time and probably died there because they're old as shit all right and this like and like when we talk about it like again you're not you weren't the dangerous type we, we mentioned you had guns and stuff but that was to defend like mm-hmm. your stuff from other basically other drug dealers that would come and steal it it was never it was never a point of like you know, you getting sketchy, you weren't carrying things over the border. It's not like you see in movies, you were basically a farmer. You know, you were a farmer yeah. who every once in a while, like somebody would try to steal some of your crop. And it's, it's really interesting to think about it that way. But that's really how it was. But the reason why we had such a like a prolific drug team 
probably like a holdover from like, you know, Reagan and shit. But really it's because Michigan has such an other like problem with like heroin. So people would, you know, mm-hmm. have these gigantic stockpiles of heroin and then meth labs were another big issue where we come from. So when you talk oh, about yeah. helicopters and then going, oh, they're just selling weed. We know we really don't care. We don't need to look for it because you weren't really an issue. You know? Yeah, I wasn't the I wasn't the problem that was like killing people, even though there's like the majority of like the, the devil's lettuce kills people. It's like no, right, no, the devil's lettuce laced with crazy shit kills people. Right, it's, like, oh, it's yeah, so he, funny he, to he think had about weed in its system. It's like yeah, that weed was laced with angel dust. He thought he was a fucking spaceman. Yeah, <laughs> so and spaceman can fly. Yeah, like it's not his fault. Like he thought that was a rocket ship. It turns out he was just like, you know, hope like hovering over the the meth lab. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's no one's fault, you know. <laughs> but yeah. But but when you it's so funny it's when I talk about all the sketchy stuff that we would do and that you would have to do honestly to make make ends meet. And people are like, "What? Yeah. Just for weed?" And I'm like, "No, you don't understand. Like shit was sketchy." And uh, especially back then, and it's so weird saying back then, like we're a hundred, but we are by comparison to kids. I know, especially because it was like, especially for us, like a lot of years ago too, is the thing is I always say back when, and they're like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm old enough to say back when, God damn it. I know, I know. Back in the day. My my wife was making fun of me this morning because like I couldn't get off the floor. (laughs) I'm like, like I was doing, I was trying to work out. Like I say trying because it wasn't going very well, but I was trying to do setups and I couldn't get up. I was like, I need help off the floor. And she was like, you're a hundred. And I'm like, I know. Like, I don't know. My my kids (laughs) are laughing at me. For years. She pointed out that I have like gray hair now. Like I have gray hair growing in and she thinks it's so funny. I know she thinks it's so funny to talk about it. And my, my son already, he laughs at me. He calls me old. He plays with my beard, but then he was like, daddy, daddy, your hair, your hair is going away. And I'm like, my hair is going, like, I thought I was going bald. And he was like, yeah, the color. And I was like, oh, thank God. It's just the color. Like out of the 50, 50 chance, the things that can happen when you get older, like your hair can go away or it can turn gray. I, you know, I won the lottery there. Like, because I tell you what, you like, when I look green. at my uncles, not all of them are sitting pretty, you know, they're sitting shiny, they're <laughs> so sitting shiny for scary. sure. Yeah, but but none of them are oh. sitting pretty. Uh, but all right. So all of my asides, because people don't care about me. That's not why they came to listen. They came to listen to you. What? So how so how do you go from a drug dealer, a pretty prolific one at that? to working at a fast food restaurant we won't mention which one but like how does how does that transition change like is that an uplifting story like what what how does that happen uh i guess like not not always especially in that case it's usually not a good story but like so i guess to answer a question you asked a little bit ago when like that with like how like when when the changes stopped and stuff like that like when it became not worth it like Right. It, I think that happened. I, I'll start with that and end up w- with this question. But sure. Like, what that happened was, um, you know, I had moved to Bay City and done all that stuff. And I was there for like, what, two, maybe three years or something like that. And I was still doing, I was doing that thing, but I was also working at like a retail place. So I was like double money, I guess. Double and, money. Um, <laughs> That's double how it works, money. right? Like you're, you're super rich because you got that double money. That double money. Woo. But, um, <laughs> and it was better down there just because, like, the person that I was with knew a bunch of people already. And, like, 
I I had more people coming to me that were cool, and it was the same like ten people like every single day for like two years. You know? So you had a pretty and good was, client base there. Like, so your partner yeah, at the time really she hooked cool you up with it. like chill people, so it wasn't people asking you to rap for them at random parties. <laughs> Exactly. You didn't have to. You didn't have to battle rap anybody. No one showed up, and you had to like hold a gun out to them because you didn't invite them there. Like it was a yeah, pretty yeah. sweet client base, right? Yeah, it was really nice, and like you know, I would chill. Like even after the, they were the kind of people like I would be playing games or something like that, and they would come in and they're like, "Oh yeah, can I get however much?" And I'd be like, "Yeah," and they're like, "You want to sit and chill and like like smoke some for like a couple hours?" I'd be like, "Dude, I'm just playing games," and they would like just sit and like play games and hang out with me and shit like that. Like they'd just stay for like two hours, and it wasn't like they would be like, "Is you know?" They wouldn't just like they'd be like, "Is it okay?" Or like, "Are you busy? Or you got to go to work or anything like that?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm just chilling." Like, if you want, to chill, <laughs> I got me a drug dealer. Like, like oh. I'm chill. Like it's gonna be fine. I I just hang out as long as you <laughs> with me. like I just be chilling, and they're like, oh, "Okay, cool." All right. Let's do this. What were you saying? Okay, so as like I was saying, like you know, I I had the people like in Bay City that I was talking to. Those yeah, you had like chill, a set number of people, fine. right? Yeah, and see that was fine. Plus, then I was working like retail, and that was nice because I had like I had money that I could put away on top of <laughs> other stuff, you know. Because like especially during that time, that's when I like. Like, I mean, through my life, I've bought a lot of, like, expensive shit as it is anyways. Like, most of my clothing. Like, I don't like to, especially nowadays where I don't have that much money and people are like, wow, where did you get that? And then I yeah, you do have really it. nice like, clothes. <laughs> I want to say that you were the only person. I know you didn't know it was wrong, but you wore white to my wedding. Like, you wore a very, <laughs> a very expensive white suit to my wedding. I still, I, every time I talk to Emily, I, I always, I'm just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Please don't hate me. Like, the thing is, like, if we talk about you not being low-key, I asked your permission. I was like, can we talk about you selling drugs? You're like, for sure, buddy. Like, statute of limitations. We won't mention my last name, all this stuff. But, like, also, like, you just were not low-key. Like, you had the most expensive suit I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it was that, that was the thing, You too, were full Scarface. Everybody... You were full Scarface. Yeah, even like even like with like the regular stuff, like not even like when I was wearing suits and shit, like at school, like all the homies were just like in regular ass clothes. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in these fucking like. We all had the same three T-shirts that came out from Walmart, and you had designer skinny jeans. Yeah, and like fucking like they're like, oh yeah, I got this like I got this like forty dollar shirt and this is fucking eighty dollar hoodie, and it's like those one shirts that I got for Christmas. They're like. Oh, how much were those shirts? I was like, oh, the, these two, I only got two of them because they're like $250 a piece. And they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It, like, it was kind of ridiculous. Like, it was. I, that, that's the thing, too, is I, like, I was so low key, but so not low key at the same time because I was like verbally low key, but then they're like, why are you wearing, like, why? <laughs> Why are you? Why is the outfit you're wearing like my car payment? Right. <laughs> I'm like, shh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about. It. Don't ask questions. Shh. Don't ask questions. You can't. That's how people die. So were you just were you spending even more of that in Bay City because you were with a partner yeah, at that point? Yeah, it wasn't on clothes and stuff. It was on. That was like the big point where I was like, 
when I saw I was like, oh man, I want this game. I'm gonna buy this game. Oh shit, this game looks cool. I'm gonna get this game. And now I have like 300 something games on my Xbox. Like, oh, so it was mostly video games. I was expecting it yeah. to be spent uh, spent on the woman that you were living with. Man, uh, we did. How sexist like, am I that it was it was like video that. games? I had assumed that you were treating this woman. God. <laughs> We were no, I did like my first, uh, my first. No, 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 no. Like, you can't backtrack now. On... You can't backtrack. You it, it, very damn clearly it, no. it was the video I'm, games. I'm... Damn it! So let uh, me tell you. Let me ask you this: were, were you hitting the fancy restaurants? And when you hit said fancy restaurants, were you wearing the white suit? I did. I wore the white suit a couple times. I wore. Oh my goodness! A couple different times, especially like there was this one place where she's like. Well, I want to go to this place that's like a bar, but it's also like a fancy restaurant, and it's like kind of expensive. And I was like, "Let's do it!" <laughs> and I, you know, I bought the the fancy the what is it the mules that come in like the pewter fucking like cups and shit like that. I was like, "Bring me my glass!" Oh, you you got a Moscow mule out of a out of a, a brass cup? Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm just big dick energy. <laughs> Hey, um, Moscow like, mules are solid. You don't have you don't have yeah, to have big dick energy. Delicious. I have very small dick energy, and I I, I enjoy a Moscow mule. Hell yeah, they're, good. they're, good. <laughs> they're a lot cheaper to make at home because <laughs> restaurant when you buy it at a restaurant like that, they're like give me give me fifty bucks. No, I remember I remember I went to a restaurant and like I remember them charging me charged me thirty five dollars for. I it they called it an old fashioned, but it was not. Um, yeah, I think I was there for that because you drink it. You were, and you're like, I mean, I'm gonna drink this, but like, you remember how upset I was, and do you remember I felt yeah, really were, bad and like, I apologized? I make it. Yeah, they exactly. Said, they, said that. I think the thing that annoyed you the most too is like they said they didn't have the stuff for it, but you could like on the shelf you I mean, saw you could like see it. they had the stuff for it. I just I remember asking, I was like, "Can I keep the cup then? If you're charging like thirty five dollars, and I think I stole that cup, but like <laughs> they said thirty five dollars. I'm like, it. they tried telling me they didn't have grenadine, and I was like, number one, why are you putting grenadine in my drink? Like that's not like, what I was at. like. That's why that's not, not how you make it old fashioned. <laughs> But also, like, you do have grenadine. <laughs> like, I see it. So not only are you making my drink wrong, you, it's the wrong drink that you're referring to, and you have the stuff to make and the, the aforementioned me. incorrect. Exactly. I'm like, you're just wrong. You're just wrong, Dude, and you're paying I me a learned, lot of money to be wrong. I learned, like, after going to, like, a bunch of, like, especially, like, when I was, like, when I met my friend Aaron, and, like, we were going to bars and stuff a lot, and then when I was in Bay City and I was going to bars and stuff a lot, I've been to a lot, and nobody fucking knows what that drink is. Like, nobody. <laughs> Even, like, the more fancy ones. Like, I can't get an old-fashioned. They're like, uh, and they pull out their little flip book thing. And some of the places don't have the flip book, so they're just like, uh, what is that? I don't have that. I'm like, I'm sure you do. It's not it, hard. It's, it's not bourbon. even a lot. <laughs> it's not a it's lot at all. It's bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What it is, it is kind of frustrating. It's like like you don't have bitters, like you don't have anything that you would make this like simple syrup. It's literally just water and sugar. A, a bar would have. <laughs> and the, the problem is, is like it, it's like such a douchey drink because like it was on it was on Mad Men, right? Like everyone saw Mad Men and and he and Don Draper, the main guy, he drank old fashions, so it's it's cool, right? Except for it's also just yeah. a really good fucking drink. So like you're yeah. not a douchebag. It's like it tastes good. It's and it's town. Exactly, and it's really simple, and it's not like an uh, entire daiquiri like they do like in most most mixed drinks where you you're drinking mm. a gallon of sugar you know so yeah. like bourbon's already sweet
can't do that shit. No, I me neither. Apparently, so people are learning. Like, I can't hold sugar or or weed. Apparently, <laughs> that's why the cookie did me in because there was also chocolate chips in it. So I was just fucking done. Dead. Fucking, okay, <laughs> so RKO again, out of nowhere. RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> I will go into a full Randy Orton aside. So <laughs> back to back to the, the the message at hand. So you were spending all your money yeah. on fancy dinners, large suits, and a lot of video games. Um, yeah, and and even then it wasn't like draining me. Like that wasn't the issue. Like because you were working thing, too, right? Yeah. So a lot of that was like work money that was going into that kind of stuff, and I was still like saving. But the the main like where it dropped off is like like because you know the parental units were the ones who were still like doing like the growing, and they were like still at home, and they were like bringing me stuff like from like the house to like to, to where I was living and stuff like that. But for some damn reason, like they're like, oh yeah, you got the hookup because like on top of me having money from that, like. Every time they came to visit me to like give me more, I was giving them like three or four thousand dollars of like shit for them, you know, because right that was the deal is like I take a little bit and they take like the majority or whatever, and like that was fine. Like they're driving out here to do it and they're still doing they're doing all like the physical labor and stuff like that. And and it was worth it to them because like I was pushing it out like a goddamn madman. But for some fucking reason, they didn't like keep in touch with anybody who was there and they just kept like relying on me so then you know me and the girl that i was with broke up and i moved back home and they had gotten rid of a lot of stuff and like weren't doing like i i eventually like me and skylar eventually picked it back up and sort of like we were we were, before i moved here we were in the process of resurrecting it and we were pretty close to and like I don't know, the, uh, to get into, like, a short rant about it, like, mom, who, like, I get it. Should I be all, editing but, like, any of this stuff out? Like, should I be, before you go too far, like, buddy, should I should I be editing out when you mention Skylar? Should I, like, edit that out and, like, uh, I mean, pro- I don't, probably? Maybe, I... I'll just, I'll bleep his name. It's fine. Like, I guess, I'll, like I guess, yeah. Yeah, you might Same as well. I don't really... Mentioning your parents, should I bleep that out at all? Nah, because I don't think I've used their names. I think I've just said... Mom okay, dad, cool. Is, I'm just making yeah. sure. I just want, like, I don't want to fuck you over or anybody else. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, but anyway, so you uh, guys were in the like, you were thinking about doing it again. Yeah, and we were in the process of it. You know, like being like a homie. He was like here. He's like, especially because like it's legal there. We both have our cards and stuff like that. So he, and it was recreational also now or whatever. And he was like, he's like here. Listen, he's like. He's like, I buy a lot of seeds from this website and I get a lot of freebies. He's like, you can take like like 300 free seeds and he's like, you can just like slowly distribute them like through your greenhouse, like 24 or however many at a time. And, you know, I was doing that and like to go on to the like my angry rant that I was going to go into, like, like, like I said, mom, who doesn't have they left a job, the, the business die, essentially. Yeah. And like mom who didn't have a job and like was living pretty easily you know because like the weed stuff is what was supporting them because like dad like he's just like i mean like i said i'm not being like they don't have a job they're both like 60 something and dad's back is like destroyed and dad gets like social security and all that stuff and that was like handling that handled like the bills and that was about it and anything else that they got like everything else that they got depended on the reefer stuff and I mean, you know how my mom is, at least, to 
she can be difficult about a lot of things <laughs> at times. And like, even though she, it wasn't all that hard of work, you could automate stuff for pretty damn cheap, especially outside. You like hook one hose to like a, a, a dope, like you can even, you don't even have to put the work to poke ho holes in the other hoses. There are literally drain hoses or whatever the hell they're called that are like naturally like you hook them up to a hose and then you string it along through your plants and literally all of them get watered and all you have to do is fucking turn a knob pretty much to do that shit but and because you weren't like, there to do it it didn't she get done doing everything and just like let everything go and she's like i don't want to do it it's so much work and then she'd be like complaining about like money and shit i'm like dude you fucked your only the only income, form right. of cat income that you're especially like in the the physical condition and like the age and stuff that you're at like you're not gonna get you fucked literally your only single like income thing and you're bitching about it as if like like she was bitching about it like y y you know you make you make like sixteen thousand dollars in a matter of like months and you're bitching about it being hard work. Like, go fucking work in retail like I was. Or yeah, like, go make $16,000 for the like year, you know? Like... Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, like, we never really talked about, about that labor. before. Yeah, like, I never really talked about it before, but it was a family business. Like, you basically took it over yeah. for a few years, and then you, you <laughs> kind of stepped aside, and they let it die. So... Yeah, and then, so then when I came back, it was fucking dead. And then me and Scott were like, well... We still have the green. Stop saying his name. Damn it. You know how many edits I have to do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> me, and, me and the homie. I'm sorry. I'm it, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> so, so you guys are going to do it again. But like, why did you, why did you decide not to? Was that when you decided I just need to get out of this? Yeah, I think because like I was doing it and it was going fine and stuff. But like, you know, they let every client they ever knew was gone because they just told people that they weren't doing it anymore and probably weren't ever going to do it. And then those people, and they, you know, it was people that they thought were their friends, but e even though they would like to think that they know everything, they were gullible and were like, Oh, well they're friends. And then as soon as they stopped doing that, they had no friends for some reason, you know, mm, it's like, interesting. Like people were only interested in them for drugs. Yeah. It's well, almost like that. Only people, it? Travis, that was the issue. They weren't going to block parties and they weren't rap battling. If they just rap battled more people, <laughs> Well, you were gone. <laughs> if they were just That's doing more true. rap battles, they or, or putting out an album of some sort, they could have <laughs> yeah, had more clients. Yeah, if, like, I, I want to know. Like, I want to note that for any prospect of like people there, like, hey, don't don't deal drugs. It's a bad idea. But if you do deal drugs, a good way to get clients is to rap battle. <laughs> yeah, just rap. Even if you're not that good, just be like. Be that kid who wears the the shitty build cap that fits you kind of weird, and just like rap about stupid shit, like. Uh, exactly, but leave that sticker on so they know it's good. Yeah, yeah, that you got to know it's legit. <laughs> but so so the business kind of died. So it was it was less like time to get out and more just necessity, right? Like it was a little bit of both, I guess. But it was, was like the business is dying. You're older now, like you're not afraid of holding a job. You had done it when you were mm. in Bay City. I know because that yeah. was a long time ago. You would talk to me. You were like, I, you didn't know how to do anything else. You know, you didn't finish school. Yeah, that was all I knew. It's all I know. Right. Yeah. So I guess I do you too. 
Right. Yeah. Like you're afraid, like, what are you going to like, can I even do a real job? I know that was yeah, a big worry for big, you. That was the main fear, even with this job, because I was like, I've never done fast food. I'm like, they're going to fucking hate me. And then when I went there, I was like, I learned quick. Wow. I, I can do this. And they're like, yeah, you're, you're fucking awesome. We hired like 10 people and you have like, there's like two of you who have like a possibility of like staying here like permanently because you guys pick up so damn fast. And he's like, yeah. Well, when you think about it, like you, you had a farmer's mentality of your work hours, you know, you would be up by five, making sure the plants were doing great all the way up until the middle of the night. You know, you took oh, care yeah, of that extra shit, like, picking you know, on them and, and then you have the salesman mentality yeah. because you had to make sure everything was working right. And you had to make sure people wanted to buy things from you. So really, like, it was a great, you can't put it on a resume, but man, was it good training. Yeah, I was good with like quality of work and shit like that. That's true. I never, I never thought about that. Well, because like it wasn't oh, surprising just... to me at all when you're like you're up for a management, and I was like, yeah, it's not surprising, dude. You worked really fucking hard at a really sketchy <laughs> job for a really long time. Yeah, I think that was the upsetting part about it too. Is I had worked so hard like keeping that alive and like doing all these things, and then for them to be like, especially when I had came back and it was, it was more legal than it had been before. There's literally a place that we were going, not me and me and the homie, we were going to, um, it was a place in Flint or near Flint or something like that. Right around um, me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it's called GC three or some shit like that, but literally it was like, Oh, the dispensary. Yeah, it was a flea market, basically, too. You call them, you rent out a space, and then you sell your shit in that space. You had to have legally. your card, but still. Yeah, legally. So, like, not only was it less sketchy, and there was a lot more opportunities. And, like, I mean, when we first started out, like, especially when I came back, when we were doing the revival, like, I was making enough money. Like, I went to one of the Carolinas with, uh, the homie on vacation and shit like that. Then we went to like the Top Dog Entertainment like tour, and we went and saw like Wiz Khalifa and shit. We saw OT Genesis. He played "I'm in Love with the Coke." <laughs> oh man, it was funny. But you know, we 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 were able to afford that shit and still do other things. And then the parents were just like, "No, let it die. It's too sketchy." I'm like, "It's less sketchy than it's ever been. What are you talking about?" <laughs> But it's it's like, sketchy well, for a seventy year old is the thing, you know. Like yeah, before, like any sort of effort at that age, it's like th that's you oh, retire, yeah. you know. And they couldn't yeah. retire off that because it's illegal. And even though it was getting more legal, they would have had to work hard at that point, and they just they were done doing it. Well, here's the thing that I was cranky about too is like at that point when I came back because things were dying, like. They didn't have to do anything. I was doing right. everything. And then mom would come outside and insist on, like, I wouldn't do it within a certain time frame that they thought that it needed to be done, even though it could be done, you know, like, I know when I can do it. I'll go out there and do it. Don't worry. And they're like, oh, it's not getting done. I have to go out there and do it. I'm like, no, you choose to go out there and do it and then bitch about it because you need something to bitch about because that's the kind of person you are. It's almost and like like living with your parents in, in your, in your uh, you know, 30s is a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, dude, I'm literally doing all of the stuff out here. My friend is supply. You don't even have to pay for like the seeds to start the plants like you were previously, because I literally was just given 300 of them for fucking free.
and he's coming over and helping me and doing shit like it's me it's me you don't do anything you don't have to do anything you're choosing to do these things so do you feel any sort of uh so you obviously feel resentment toward not to get all like you know dr phil i'll I'll talk about that too so like you you obviously feel some resentment towards them for like how they left the business but do you ever feel resentment for them for like getting you into that you know like we didn't talk about it earlier because i wasn't sure how much you want to talk about but like things like way back when like like that's the thing is i i don't i hate talking about like I don't hate, but because I want to, I do want, like, if you want to talk about this, I'll 100% talk about this. But No, like, it's a, whatever you, know, you feel comfortable child, with. Buddy. My childhood wasn't like, you know, there's always somebody who had it worse, especially like in my life. But like, you know, like, I didn't have it like the worst, but you know, dad was a drunken asshole. He was always an asshole. I mean, you knew him. Like, when we right. were, you weren't as we were older, but like when we were younger, everybody was afraid of him because he was a fucking dickhead. He, he was, was also like eight feet tall, though. That was a big yeah, thing for that's me. <laughs> also, also eight feet tall and having all of the guns and you know selling cocaine that was always a thing yeah. i was afraid of yeah that was the that good was thing always, when you yeah. took over the business like you didn't do anything that sketchy but like the amount of yeah. times like there was bullet holes and stuff that your dad would drive back from florida that was always a little scary that was, that was like pretty, a little... yeah, that was always like whoa uh fuck's going on over here why is this we don't know because he wouldn't talk about it and we didn't want him to talk mm-hmm. about it we don't know what happened mm-hmm. there and i don't want no. to that would make yeah, us an accessory to something. Yeah. And he was just always such a cranky ass about stuff. And, you know, to be fair, when I was younger, mom wasn't all that bad. But, you know, you spend enough time around a person who's a fucking asshole. You kind of become a fucking asshole, especially after, <laughs> like, 40-something years of just, like, living in the woods, not going anywhere, and just st- staying there dealing with it. And, like, she was one of those people where she's like, I'm going to leave, but never left and should have left because she would uh, be a lot better off if she would have left anyways. Like, right. I don't know. So then I started, and I mean, <laughs> you know how mom also was this with her lectures and her Jesus and all that and stuff. And just yeah, like, your family is like, a very, very eclectic group of individuals. I'll say that for sure. Your, your father being a, like a pretty big drug dealer in the 80s and then kind of retired from the hard stuff, but was still like a sketchy guy. And then your mom yeah. just like always telling us to find Jesus, which was interesting and because always. we were, you know, people were leaving your house screaming Jesus. <laughs> Getting shotguns pointed in their face. Poor Tim. <laughs> Poor Tim. That, my man. So, uh, so I guess so. Like you said, like you feel some resentment towards them. Like they made you a drug dealer. Like as a teenager, like that was just a thing then, that you and you then were after. And then to like wind it up real fast too. Like they did that, and then they got me super into it, and was like, "Listen, you, we, if you do this right, and it becomes legal, you wouldn't have to do like." job stuff like you get this you get this down stuff you wouldn't have to have like a regular job you could do this for a long time and then when they decided to let it die when i come back and i was trying my damnedest to keep things alive they're like well don't you think you should get like a regular job right i'm like around here yeah sure that'll be with what with my no license and my no car and have your no business experience like two hours for anywhere they're like well if you want to keep your insurance i'm like fuck my insurance it's the point that i could do this i'll pay for everything in fucking cash if you let me do my shit it is yeah it is interesting like like you weren't allowed to have a resume because what are you gonna put down on it like you were a drug dealer for 10 years yeah Yeah. exactly so like they forced you into the life and then basically forced you out of it when it it, it became legitimate yeah, and that was 
because it went on so long and so even dad like every fucking day is like you know son you keep this up and you keep this alive you'll be set for life and then when i was doing that and getting set up for that they're like you they would be so fucking shitty about it too like you i get a regular job just sitting there you're just like thanks because and it's because i didn't do like I didn't do things at the time that they shot thought I should do things. Like, but when do it you think to, like, it was that? And I, I feel like it might have been some resentment towards them because you were about to make it in a way they never could. Yeah. Like that, you that were about to actually start doing because, it like, with it being legal. Plus my homie, he had an idea. He had a business plan. He was going to get one of those licenses where you could legally have a warehouse of like hundred plants, you know? And we were going to do that. And he's like, you are the only person that I trust enough to want to do this kind of business thing with because I know you won't fuck me over. He's like, do you want to do this? And I was like, yes. And then the parents were like, oh, well. And, and it wasn't like at first it was like, oh, maybe you should get a job. And they're like, oh, you need to get a job. You need to go. I'm like, dude, you know how much fucking money I'm making? Like I go down to Flint one day and come back with enough to go go on vacation, go to fucking concerts, still buy shit and still be able to fucking live, plus pay shit for your asses, like and you yeah. know, you're like, well, you should get a job, and then <laughs> to, there's one there's one way to just hint at it but then to just be like, so aggro like, you need to do this, you need to do that I'm like, oh yeah, because all all my life beforehand, when you were trying to make me a fucking kingpin that, that <laughs> wasn't a thing, there's the reason I don't have my fucking license is because I was focused on other bullshit, and you two never had the fucking time, I came here and got it the first fuck well no it was the second uh, the first time I did something stupid the lady really wanted to pass me but I did something I can't it was like a, something with a turning lane that I did that was like incredibly illegal and she was like oh, so you weren't able to get your license like, yeah yeah and she's like just just come back next time and she's like do it I didn't do it next time and I fucking did it and then it was just like man I was so like, no. let's let's fast forward a little bit then so you're you're now you're you know you're not living with your parents you're not doing any illegal activity you you're as legal as it can get you you have a job you have a girlfriend you rent a home you have a license you have a resume yeah. now that actually has stuff on it like two, like a bakery a fucking uh the uh retail and then the the fast, the fast food, food yeah, yeah. so and you and you said like you're up for manager like you're making a pretty decent living now and your girlfriend makes a pretty de- decent living what's it like do you i guess do you miss it are you glad that that part is gone are you excited that like you're gonna be able to make legitimate like like living like what is that like it's interesting i um you know, initially it was kind of depressing just because, like, finding, especially with, like, no resume at all, pretty much, finding a job took, like, the whole seven months that I've been here, pretty much. But, you know, after I found it, you know, and started, like, I, even after I got my first paycheck, I was just like, yes, fuck yes. <laughs> even after, I, even, like, before that, when I first got my license, I was just like, man, I was, like, I was so thankful to Brenna, and I was, like, talking to her about stuff, and I was like... I was like, you don't understand how much this means to me. I was like, you helped me, like, bringing me out here and, like, being so supportive of me and stuff like that. Like, you really helped me, like, grow the fuck up and do a lot of things that I wanted to do. But, like, you know, my bass backwards parents were like, oh, you got to do this. I don't have time for this. And then they'd be like, you know, even just like, I I won't get into it, but it's just like, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's just like. You're not under anyone's thumb anymore. You're independent. You yeah, could leave right yeah. now. You could do whatever you wanted because, you know, yeah. you're not doing anything illegal. You have a license. You have a car. Like, 
you know, you have all the things that, l- that lets you function in society now. I want you yeah. to know that, like, not, I was never judgmental. Like, I, I, you were an awesome dude when you were selling drugs or whatever, but I am proud of you <laughs> that, like, you know, that you are a functioning member of society. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about yeah, one of my friends getting shot getting in the middle of the night. Anymore. <laughs> exactly. I don't have to worry about you doing, I don't have to worry about you going to jail. I don't have to worry about you getting into a gunfight. You know, I don't have to worry about your parents screwing over your future. Like, it is. It is yeah, awesome. I think you and Dave, that was like, I think some of your biggest worries. I know it's one of to- Dave's top things. He's like, dude, you're, you're fucking parents. I was like, I know, don't think <laughs> I know. And that was one thing, like when I was talking, like, I remember when I was staying at your guys' house for like five or six or seven months or however long I was there. You like, know, you're long you know, steps, talking. you know, you'd call me and you say, hey, buddy, can I come down and visit? And I say, sure. Like, you come down for the week. You're like, well, I don't have a ride back until January of next year. Is that okay? <laughs> All right. Like I guess, man, do you have money to live here that long? You're like, dude, I have so much money. <laughs> I like, sell I'm drugs to the community. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring in I'll bring enough. And if I, <laughs> if I wind up not having enough, I'll I'll pay back. <laughs> you always would too. you would always be there so long i'm like how did you spend this much money and you're like dude if you eat taco bell for every meal of every day <laughs> you'd be surprised my favorite thing really, about that so like, you would spend all the uh, yeah you were you were always you're like i don't know where it went and i was like i know where it went <laughs> you bought three suits since you've been here but like you would also you would order pizza and have it delivered and i lived right next door to the pizzeria like you could have walked, yeah. and it's like not like per mile. It's like a flat fee. It's like seven dollars. You're like, I'll pay yeah, it, man. Could, They'll like, bring it right to the door. Down your road and see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, I want to say your decision making skills since you've gone legitimate have also improved like wildly. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not just like buying and not looking. I'm like looking and doing the math and shit now too. So, do you miss the money then? I guess that's a question. Like, because who wouldn't, um, right? I mean, yeah, but, like, I think eventually, like, as, lo- as long as I, like, do what I've been doing, which, you know, what like, what regular people have to do is, like, out of a paycheck, take, like, I'm going to spend this much, and then I'm going to hold, like, this much, and, you know, making it a You don't have to put it under your mattress, point. either. You can put it in a bank account. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. So, like, doing that is fine, and, like, you know, I think about that in the long term. It's just, like, yeah, I don't have a lot now, but, like, in due time, I will, and, like, if we move, like, because she, we'll be here for a while, like, probably, like, minimum, like, five years still kind of thing, but she doesn't really like it here, but she likes her job here. You you're know? in the middle of North and, Dakota, right? Like, you're in the middle of nowhere? Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Whatever, it's the same thing. It, same thing. Flat, like, show me, like listen, listen here, people. Like, if you look at a map, you know exactly where <laughs> I am in Michigan, okay? You hold up, you, you hold up your hand, you're like, that's fucking him. Tell me on a map where Wyoming is. You hold up your hand. Tell fucking me. show me. Show me the show difference me. between Wyoming and North Dakota. You can't. Okay? You can't. No one knows. Yeah, right. There's no way to know. There's no way the to earth know. The flat and this fell off of the earth. Jesus was black. The earth is flat. Actually, you know what? I can't list those two. The same. Jesus was black. Like That's just a scientific fact. Like Jesus was a person of color because of the time frame in this fucking place on the map where he was but anyway i'm not gonna get into that argument today (laughs) not gonna somebody gonna come try to fist fight you terry dude okay i got into a fist fight with a guy one time because i was you know i was going on like you know we lived in the middle of nowhere he's flying a rebel flag and i'm like dude we're just we're we're so far north we're as far north as you can be without canadian okay like you just 
Like if we were any further north, you'd be speaking French right now. And he didn't understand that either. Yeah. Because Fr French is somewhere in Europe. Like, you know, like he was like, that's France, right? The Eiffel Tower. That's not north. But anyways, but I remember <laughs> I remember talking about Jesus and, uh, and he said something about like Jesus save him. He's going to kick my ass. And I was like, Jesus won't save you because you're a racist. And he was like, what does that have to do with it? Like he just admitted that he was racist. He's like, what does that have to do with anything? And I was like, well, Jesus was a person of color and he was short as fuck. And I remember him not being mad that I said Jesus was black. Interesting enough, he was just so mad that I said Jesus was short. Like he was just <laughs> he so offended. He was, 20, he was fourteen feet tall. He was so offended that he was going to beat my ass because Jesus was was short. And I was like, "But he was though, man. Like that's just science. That's when it was. That's just how it is. That's just that's like, just I'm how sorry. math works. Like I'm not. I'm sorry I offended you. I'm I'm interested that. And the dude was tall, so maybe he was just self conscious about it. He was like, maybe I'm like Jesus, but like you're not, dude, because you're white. But <laughs> anyways, that's just like the idea of living in northern Michigan. That's when we talk about we had to be hard, like it's because people would beat our ass because we would say things like Jesus was black and they didn't like you know, it. Yeah, you know, it's just so many things. Just so many things. There was a lot of reasons. I was that was the thing too. That was just <laughs> had to be so violent with so many people down there because like not only was it that, but like you said before, like everybody thought they were they were like the baddest shit that walked the earth because they they wore camo, had a big truck, and had a gun. And it was like, dude, don't come fucking with me. Like, I'll blow that big truck up. I'll cut. I'll cut the brake line on that truck and make it go down. <laughs> and the, the hill. We'll, we'll like, cut the we'll truck nuts me, off fam. of it. And you know the sucky thing is too. Like I said, like once people started to come out and stuff, like people were were less homophobic. People, you know, started to be less racist when our town wasn't just forty white people. And then in the last couple of years, like it just has gotten even worse because all of us moved away. Anybody yeah, who was, was even so the weird. least bit progressive. Like any anybody who touched a dick that that didn't have boobs moved away from that town because it was dangerous. Yeah, yep. And it you was know, so, like so weird. It, it was so weird because there were so many people that like pretty much everybody who was like, "Oh, I miss living here for for whatever reason," and they came back, and then that, very shortly after they died. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not a place that people want to go back to. Like, we have fond memories because we remember it's like, oh, the trees were pretty, or whatever. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. Sorry, buddy, your internet's cutting out a lot. Like, you're you're cutting in and out of there. Um, but we're gonna wrap I this like up. This. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think. Um, go ahead and pop off real quick and pop back on for me. Okay. All right, you're back. So this has been close to two hours. I got to edit out like a half an hour of you ranting. But other than that, um, this was awesome, dude. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. Do you feel oh, better? Do you feel like, like you got some oh, stuff yeah. off your chest? Yeah, I did. I enjoy. I, I miss this. I, I do, too. Yeah, I do. Especially because I haven't got to talk to you about this kind of stuff in so damn long. It's, been like, it's cathartic. Oh, it's cathartic. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. that's something that one of the reasons why I did this podcast and I, I've gotten some flack for it online. So I just want to say to the listeners who are like, like you, you insert a lot of your own self stories. It's because like this is also therapeutic for me. And like. Like we went we through a lot of other. like, like a exactly. lot of our stories are together. Like exactly. and if they were like you were around and like I came up like, dude, this shit just happened to me. Like I would come <laughs> up and talk to you. Like our lives were intertwined like for a very long time. 
And they were, you know, they were fucked up. And it's a good for us to talk about it because, like, it, it, a lot of that stuff wasn't our fault, like, growing up. Like, we can't help who our parents were, or the situations we were in, or where we grew up. The most we can do is talk about them and be better for it. And you are. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, again, I don't want to disparage anybody who has to sell drugs to, like, make a living. But now you don't have to. You don't have to do anything illegal. You know, you yeah. fucking, you're, you're, you're you're making ends meet and you don't have to worry about who knows what you're doing. Like, and that's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, but again, is, uh, you know, if you didn't sell drugs when we were younger, we wouldn't have all these stories to tell. So there's that. That's fair too. Yeah. That's uh, th- there, there were some good ones. There were some fun times, but then there were some times where I would like, I would come to you and like initially like, Thinking back now, it was terrifying, but there was, like, times when I was like, oh, yeah, I saw somebody on my camera and my alarm went off, so I went into the darkness of the woods with my gun and chased the dude, and you guys were like, oh, my God, are you okay? I was like, that was badass. <laughs> you were like, no, it's we, not. It's not. It's not badass. It's well, badass at the moment when you're, you know, when you're, when you're 18, you're like, this is fucking cool. And then, you know, yeah. 10 years removed, you're like, that was fucked up that I had to do that. that was, you know, that was terrible. Yeah. It's like when I, when I was younger and I would tell stories about living in the van, people were like, dude, that sounds pretty cool. And like, in hindsight, there were parts of it that was dope. Like, you're like, yeah, dude, I lived by myself. It was great. But then there was other times where like, no, nah, I didn't have a mommy or daddy. Like, like it was like, sad. Man, it wasn't all that cool, actually. It was like, <laughs> I was I was pretty sad. <laughs> but I think we can both say we had a lot more fun in high school than other people did. I think that that can be the true. the button our, on our it. Our friend group, our friend group, like that's the thing is like we we hung out with the same damn people for so long, and like you said, like we did hang out with other groups, but then like eventually we kind of had like our main like group of people, and those people loved like what we would call you know we would go walk around fucking Walmart for two hours and then watch you like go to the arcade machine and chill or like, you know the claw machine we would do we would do adventure type shit and go out and, you know we would let's go let's go to where our phones don't get signal and just like walk around the woods like insane people <laughs> like if you if people didn't get a sense that we were in northern michigan before they didn't know what was our adventure well you watched me play the crane game at walmart <laughs> and then we walked through the woods so here's the here's how how strange that is for the last two hours you just talked to me about dealing drugs and getting into gunfights and you said the adventure was walking through the Those woods with examples. me we had other things that we did i guess to be fair we a lot of the Those things that we examples. did too, we would go we would go hang out and play D. that was a lot well that was the thing too though is like we would just go indoors a lot too we just hang out and we just like I, like you said there's a lot of people that did like kind of similar things but like, like you said in, in high school we had a lot more fun because like the people that we knew and like the shit like we all like doing the same shit and like you know like D was the coolest fucking thing for us to get together and like do in person everybody's like oh that's retarded but like nah man those were like some of the best times when so you, you when you think about joke. right when you think about the group of people we had <laughs> we had you know an underage alcoholic we had two emancipated minors we had a drug dealer and the most trouble we got into was playing D way too late on a on a saturday <laughs> yeah like when it's, it's so funny when you think about this house that was basically the fight club house which we'll have to get into on another podcast we've gone way too yes. long but it's just interesting to think about like the amount of trouble we could have gotten into and the fact that it just ended with us being really mean in in character in D and D, you know, like cutting yes. off our friends' hands 
and feeding them to ghouls and like magic missile in the darkness, you know, and whatnot. <laughs> People don't believe me when I tell stories because they're like, that just sounds stupid and also strange. Like, so you guys were all like no supervision, 16. What did you do? And I was like, well, we drank. We had a lot of unprotected sex, and then we uh, we played D anD D. Like that was most of <laughs> high school for me. That was that was it. And like, luckily, no one is pregnant. No one has AIDS, and uh, you know, we're really good at D anD D. So like, it all turned yeah. out pretty well. Like, it, uh, we're all functioning members think, of society. Yeah, especially for like you know, you guys have pretty good jobs that you're like happy with, like the money and stuff at least, and all that shit. And it's just, I like, am yeah. I am so boring these days. Part of the reason why I started making like comic books and podcasting again is because I am the most corporate suit fuck you've ever met. Like I <laughs> I go into like it's so funny because like I used to be a writer, right? I, I, like I'm a professional writer. That's that's you know what I'm going to school for and for taxes. You know, and I'm, I'm an accountant now. Like I go into work and I look at the data. And then I have a meeting about the data with like 10 people. <laughs> and then I have seven more of those meetings throughout the day. About and my data. wife goes, what do you do for a living? I was like, I don't know. No one does. <laughs> I look at the numbers. The numbers. I look at the me. numbers. The numbers know me. And then like I co-talk to my boss who looks at bigger numbers. And he was like, what about these ones? I go, I don't know, boss. And he goes, me neither. And then we have five more meetings on that. And that's my week. Like... <laughs> But then, so then, like, I go into this milk toast office and I tell people, they're like, What was it like in high school? I was like, Well, my best friend's a drug dealer. I lived in a van. And then eventually the van wasn't good enough. So me and my friends bought a house. Like, that was my life. Like, you know, we rented it from the janitor at our high school. This, This was our life. And people were like, Oh, crazy. So, like, is everyone dead now? I was like, No, we all work nine to fives. It's all fine. Like, people don't believe me kind of fucking regular and it's just like what i i, I get that from my coworkers sometimes too because they'll be telling stories and i'm like oh this one time and they'll just be like the 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 look of just like ah because like especially if you don't know me especially now because it seems so normal when i talk and i'm like oh yeah man i was living in bay city doing cocaine and acid and fucking taking adderall to go to work and shit and they're just like excuse me i was like oh yeah man cocaine's a hell of a drug you know the first time i did cocaine i fell asleep for eight hours <laughs> like what <laughs> that's what happens when your body is so used to substance abuse that you get something as as mundane as cocaine it's like you know i can take a nap on this shit I could, this is a good sleep good sleep aid Nine-nine. so so with that i i want to invite you to come on to my other podcast can um can uh it's my podcast can't even say what it's called can't be killed confessions which i think you just oh, embody shit. all of that and uh <laughs> usually it's about it's i'm gonna start plugging this shit it's like 15 20 minutes and i usually tell an embarrassing or silly tale so the oh, episodes okay. i have up right now are the time i i shit myself while watching uh spider-man in public <laughs> Um, and then the other time where I was arrested for ghost busting. Um, so <laughs> I think you have a lot of those tales and I think you could totally come I on, do. give me I like 15, many. 20 minutes and I'll, yeah. I'll help you if you need it. But they're usually solo stories. You just tell me a story, buddy. Okay. Cause man, do we have, them. we have them for days for sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll take like a notebook and I'll just like, jo- like not like notes. Cause I don't really need notes, but I'll be like the time you did this. And I'm like, yes, oh, yeah. totally, dude. Into it. 
Yes, I think it would be great. So also, I'm going to start plugging the other things. I already thanked you for being on the show, so I'm going to start doing my shilling, and I'm going to plug things like my web combat comic, D and Do This. So if you want to see stories and tales from when we weren't doing drugs or or having sex with no adult supervision, because it would have been weird <laughs> if we were doing those things with adult supervision, right? <laughs> Um, you can you can check that out. D and do this. It's at my website, can'tbekilledcreations.com, also available on Tapas and Webtoons and Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me at Resident Stevel. Um, check that out. It's it's funny. Like I can toot my own horn. It's funny. If you like D D or dice or you have friends and you play games, you'll laugh at it. Um, we have another podcast on this network called I Show My Wife Stuff, where it's just me and my wife arguing about our marriage but also talking about how she should have watched buffy earlier um if you if you if you think that's funny you can check out can't be killed uh can't be killed confessions like i talked about those two stories and apparently more coming from travis which you'll think are hilarious and then finally go ahead buddy Oh no! I was just saying, like, I, I wanted to, like, when you guys first mentioned this, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on the first episode. I'm going to be talking. You haven't been on a single one. Yeah, I was so fucking pumped for it that I got so busy. But now that I have like time for it, like, it's really cool to finally be able to do this shit. And I want to. Anytime you want me on it, like, I will make the fucking room for it, even we if totally we have to do it like we're doing now, at, like one in the morning. We'll get you on Aiming for Mediocrity, which is the other podcast I do with Dave that we mentioned several times in this podcast. Uh, if you want to hear a bunch of people try to aim for subpar and still somehow hit below the belt, like uh, come check out Aiming for Mediocrity. Most episodes, we just argue about Nicolas Cage or John Travolta or the movie Face Off with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Um, that's most of the show. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been casting our own movie starring Nicolas Cage and anybody we can get and afford from Cameo. So if you if you know about Cameo or if you want to hear us discover Cameo on the podcast, you can check that out. Travis, do you know what Cameo is? No. So like no. it's it's a place where like you you can pay like a celebrity to like make an appearance for like a birthday party, like over an app. So like you paid like twenty five dollars and Kevin Conroy will say I am the knight on like as Batman, like through Instagram, and he'll send you a video. So different people like have it. different prices. So we like we set a thousand dollar budget and we see who can cast a better movie. So that's <laughs> aiming for mediocrity. Awesome. That's the thing we do. And then the last thing I'll I'll plug is the other podcast I'm really proud of, which is Right in the Fields. That's where me and uh, our co-host Chelsea talk about all the things like nostalgia driven from the '90s, anything that'll hit you right in the fields. So we have an episode up about. Uh, well, actually, it's not up. It's going up this week. You can check that out Thursday is the premiere. I just realized that. But we ha- have an episode coming up about Digimon and how we love that as kids. And then uh, another episode coming up about Boy Meets World and how that is an underrated sitcom and how it changed the TV landscape. So if you want to hear about the, the nostalgia button, go and check out Right in the Feels. Travis, do you have anything to plug? You doing any rap battles soon? No, me. Greg's getting a pretty big computer. He's nice. <laughs> so you're cutting out a lot, but I'm assuming you're saying that Greg's computer isn't working. Like kind of like how me and you are going. All right, I'm I'm losing you here, buddy. Yeah, it so it hasn't been for it hasn't been since when we stopped. Like like probably, oh shit, I don't know why my phone is this. I think it's my phone. More than yeah, it's the phone. It's it's probably your internet a little bit too, or mine. It, it's one of the two, but um. Yeah, that was that was uh, persons of no consequence. Thank you for coming out, buddy. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, anytime. 
Well, we'll get you on again. Um, I'm going to go to sleep now because it's 2.30 a.m. here, and i got to be up with the kids in a few hours. Um, Yeah. So I'll talk to you later, buddy, and I really appreciate it. Thanks. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Peace out. Peace out.